Hey guys, it is Lori here. Hey, I want to let you know that for the month of June, we have a buy one, get one free going on for that Journey Well study. Don't know what it is? Go to lorikrieg.com, click on the shop page, and you can find out more. It's a devotional that people are doing all around the world, which is pretty incredible. Uh, it's for yourself or to do in a mentorship pair or a small group. Right now, it's buy one, get one free for the month of June. So go hit that deal up. Thanks, guys. Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 131, season three recap, our favorites and yours. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Lori Krieg, and I am with my favorite licensed therapist, <laughs> Argyle Expert, and my husband, Matt Krieg. <gasps> Matt, you're back from watching the kids. Ladies and gentlemen, oh Matt Krieg. <laughs> it's, it's so weird to be back, but so good. <laughs> so good. We have a podcast survey, which is something I'm going to just hit to all of you listening and watching on our video. And one of the feedback things was, can you please have Matt come back yep. and stop watching the kids? <laughs> He's back, guys. We're already taking your feedback and bringing him back in. But not only do we have Matt Krieg, we do have producer Steve. Hi, guys. Hey, Steve. <laughs> if you guys are watching on the video, I'm going to try my best to turn it around. We don't have multiple cameras. Turns out we're mm. a small biz, uh, but I will turn the camera around so that you can see him occasionally. But guys, this is the season closer, season three. Can you raise your hand and maybe also make a sound since this is audio and visual if you thought that we'd make it through season three? <laughs> I'm going to put my hand down. I didn't know. I honestly was like, we're just going to do a few podcasts. And now here we are, episode 131. And I am so happy and a little sad to come to the end of a season, but I'm excited for this month off of July. We usually take July off. That's been, you know, now we have a usual since we're on season three, uh, but we pray about what is the ne- what are the next steps and what's maybe a theme for the next season, but we've already been praying and thinking about that and planning it. Uh, but before we get rolling today, as we are praying, wishing, hoping, thinking, planning, that's right, let's throw back to that movie. What's that one? <laughs> My best friend's wedding. Yes. Uh, For those of you who are millennials and older, Gen X, wink, wink, Steve. Thank you. Hello. Uh, (laughs) But we would love you, y'all's, yours's feedback. And so there is a podcast survey in the podcast episode notes, wherever you get this, just click on that old link and it will take you to that survey. The average time to do the survey is six minutes says survey monkey. So it's just basically how'd you hear about us and uh, just how, what can we do to improve? So thanks so much guys for your feedback. I did want to highlight a few comments that you guys said, uh, which one of them, I'm just going to read these anonymously, but a couple of you guys, and I've heard this several times, just here's quote, you guys have changed my life legit. You've changed the way I understand the gospel, see the world and feel about the future. I love the way you talk about singleness because it's so hard to be single and you guys bring so much more hope and purpose to it. So thank you. Another one, keep up the amazing work. You both have blessed my husband and I in so many ways. The world needs you both, Lori and Matt and Steve. (laughs) Keep fighting. And a third one, which they were just beautiful comments. In addition to ways that we can improve this, this third one is your ministry. Again, changed my life. Thank you for walking this difficult journey of ministry in a hard place. So thanks, guys. Like I was reading through some of the notes from you all, just your comments, both your here's ways to improve. Here's guests you could interview. But even that encouragement. uh, And I was like getting real choked up because, again, we didn't know we'd be here at season three. 
But uh, we're so excited for when we come back in August, just a little trajectory look. Uh, we are planning some workshops. We don't know how COVID's going to affect that, but with our book coming out and our launch party. And so just make sure you go to our site, lauriecreek.com, and you sign up to get those updates because we will keep you updated there. But guys, we have punted this question of the week from probably a month ago at this point. <laughs> um, we just kept pushing it forward, which I'm glad we did because we needed to interrupt this program to talk about some really important topics, including racial, not even reconciliation, racial equity. And uh, it's just been so important. But the question of the week from those few weeks ago was, what is a prayer, a short one that you have been praying recently? I find myself, and I honestly was curious, I'm like, are other people doing this? But I find myself repeating the same sort of prayer over and over, and it just helps to recenter me. Uh, so maybe I'll start, and then I'll hear from you guys. But that prayer that I've been praying is actually comes from Eldridge, John Eldridge, and uh, his book. Um, and we'll, we'll actually hear from him later. But it is, I give everyone and everything to you, God. I think I can feel such a burden for what's going on in the world. And some of that is great, but it isn't great if all of a sudden I start feeling like I'm responsible for changing the world and that I like I can make an impact with the Holy Spirit empowering me. But really, it's not even me. It's the Holy Spirit through me. But if I start taking, you know, shouldering, I need to make everyone care about racial reconciliation or I, or racial equity, or I need to make sure everyone engaged LGBT conversation well, or I need to save every marriage. That's not about God anymore. That's about me. So I keep surrendering it and then asking the Lord to put things back in my hand uh, that I am supposed to partner with him and the church to do. But I really appreciated this response this is Sabrina from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and the simple prayers I've been praying lately are, Jesus, help, and Jesus, I'm perplexed. I don't understand. Help us. MK, back in the house. <laughs> it's good what, to be back. What listeners stood out to you? Yeah, I really liked what Six Pucks had to say. On the old Instagrams. On the old Instagrams. Hi, my name is Sharon, and there is a prayer I have prayed repeatedly over the last few years because of personal circumstances. That prayer has only become more real and more pronounced as I watch the events of our world unfold. That prayer is, do whatever it takes, Lord. Um, and I feel like that's a prayer that's been resonating with me just because of just pursuing work and pursuing trying to you know make make ends meet and just asking god god i can't i can't just bring on clients it's gonna have to be you do do what you need to do mm. i'm sure a lot of people and resonates a buzzword around here if you're a new listener especially for me <laughs> uh, resonate is one of matt's favorite words uh but i'm sure many listeners can resonate with that with just some financial concerns just what's going down uh in the old world and really it's kind of similar to what i was saying like we can't do it we can't mm -hmm. god we need you we need you to do it steve producer steve uh yeah i really appreciated what sue yod 91 said on instagram and it was very simple and i think that's why i resonate with it god carry me multiple exclamation points i i mean a lot of times i find myself kind of just in over my head i'm yeah. out of my depth and it's just like a desperate help I, I'm not going to do it as loud as it happens in my spirit because mm. I would distort the mics. Um, but yeah, that one I really relate to just this desperate help. 
um, whenever I feel feel overwhelmed. Mm. That's so good. Another buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> I say it a lot. Okay, well, moving on. You know, guys, the gospel. I'm not going to say that's a buzzword, but that is a focus. The reason that we do this podcast is to talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone every day. And most frequently, we speak about uh, sexuality, gender, marriage, pornography, addiction, singleness. Uh, We talk about that in the context of the gospel, but we really want to capture the gritty good news of the gospel, um, both in those areas, but in the the larger narrative. So if you've been following us for more than five minutes, uh, you know that we ask every guess the set of questions, which is if the gospel is a more love than I imagine and yet more sinful than I believe, when was that gospel first good news for you and how is it still? But we've all shared our stories here. Uh, and so I will link to those. If you guys are new listeners, you can hear Steve's story, mine and Matt's, but I just would love to hear guys just season three, um, which just feels maybe like a hundred years or a snap. <laughs> um, but how has the gospel been good news for you this season? Uh, let's circle back to Steve and then we'll, we'll take it back around. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, there's just been so much emphasis on the relationship, you know, that what we have through the cross is so much, uh, but we have this relationship with the father and, you know, Eldridge talked about it. Uh, Ken Boa talked about it, practicing the presence of God. Uh, Jim Samra talked about, you know, you can actually hear from God. You can have a, like an actual verbal relationship with God. So um, those episodes and many more uh, have really just been reminding me and bringing me back to this idea of God, I just want to know you yeah. and, um, and experience that, yeah. that father relationship. So mm. I think that that's, that's been a, a theme for me this season. Mm-hmm. And Steve, I don't want to put you on the spot, but this, you know, you'll tell us we actually are in real life, you know, friends and <laughs> like, you know, we don't hang, hang, but like we love Steve and like a, this podcast has so brought us together. But I mean, is this one of your favorite side gigs, Steve? It Just, is Yeah, my favorite thing. Oh, it is. It's my favorite thing. This isn't the side gig. This is the gig. This is the gig. This is, well, it really, even when we were walking into the studio today, Matt, it was like, because he, he's just tired and he's an introvert and loves his job as a, a counselor. But, you know, we were tired, you know, talking a lot to humans. And then I was like, you know what, we're going to do the podcast and we love doing the podcast. So mm-hmm. we love doing it with Steve and we love doing it in this space. But Matt Gospel, how has it been good news for you this season? Yeah. And I, I think what Steve talked about with just kind of the broader, like the, the universal need mm. that, that it's not, it wasn't always camped in, in sexuality. It wasn't always camped in marriage or anything like that. It was just this universal that we are created for intimacy with God. Um, I think that was just the, the big standout for me and, and really the, the episodes that I gravitated toward as I was looking back over the season were the ones where it was just this pronounced like, emphasis on your relationship with God is why you are here. Mm. Mm. I love that. 
I think the gospel has been good news for me in different ways this um, season, like having our third kid, writing this book. It's been so insane. I'm looking at starting school, in case you guys missed that. Mm-hmm. I'm praying about starting seminary in the fall in addition to a book launch. I don't know what I'm doing. Eh, just trying to be obedient. Um, but I think currently the gospel is good news in looking around at the world and praying for my generation, I'm simultaneously deeply discouraged and deeply encouraged by our generation right now and the church as a whole. I think it's been interesting seeing COVID, which all of a sudden, like the cultural Christianity of like, I go on Sunday morning, if that's your world, it's just not there anymore. Mm. Like I don't, so many people are just like, I don't, mm. And then there's this these beautiful gospel moments of leaning into racial reconciliation, but I think some can make that their only like church connection or gospel connection. And there's not like true heart community and people then plus loneliness, but I am seeing my generation, maybe Steve, you're seeing it in yours, but I'm just seeing people just kind of like, they're already a little wishy-washy about their faith. And it's just like, it's just rolling off. Like you see them rolling down the hill. Mm. And so it's not like this big dramatic fiery, I'm done. It's just kind of, mm. and yet at the same time, there are those. And so many of you listeners, maybe all of you listeners, but a majority, it seems like are like, nah, I'm in. And that's where, you know, I, I am. And I know Matt is, and we're trying to raise little warrior children and our community around us. And uh, like, I just am trying to lean in with this simultaneous, like I'm excited about Jesus and it is costing me a lot. And it's not just sexuality stuff. Like people are so mean. I got accused of so much garbage this week, like personal meanness from strangers. Um, And yet I'm like, I will not quit. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. And I, that's why I'm so excited. I'm both discouraged and yet so excited for not just this next podcast season, but this next phase of the church. Mm. Because whoever is that, you know, Kinnaman with a Barna group, they've done studies of our generation. There's like 20% who are real gritty. They call them resilient disciplers or disciples. That 20, I want to be part of the 20. And I hope all of you listening want to be part of the 20, because I think this next phase of being a Christ follower is going to be hard. And if you're just kind of meh, I think we could get burned up or just roll off. But let's not do that. Let's get let's get gritty. We've talked about that. But let's turn into gold because the fire is going to hurt. But if we're stay, we're staying in the fire with Jesus and with each other, we are going to be gold. So that's my prayer. That's my heart cry right now. Um, And I've been so thankful for this podcast because it's not just like, oh, we totally know what every conversation is going to bring up. No, (laughs) somebody highlighted. They're like, "Um, your titles don't always match what you talk about. You're right. I'm going to work on that (laughs) by naming them after. Uh, (laughs) But we have these conversations and they, they exhort our hearts. 
exhort our spirits. And so I would love to start off with, you know, what were we looked at, what were the most downloaded episodes? And then if you guys are a part of the Hole in My Heart podcast Facebook group, which you guys can just search that on Facebook, Hole in My Heart podcast, I make you answer a couple of questions, then you can get into the group. There's a couple hundred of us in there. Um, but you guys rated which were your favorites from those most downloaded ones. So maybe that other one's your favorite, but we're just going to dive into these and grab a clip of each one. Uh, so Steve, this first one is Heather Scriba. It was episode 99, a gender conversation part two. So we're going to listen to the clip and we're going to reflect on that a little bit. We have seven clips total, and then that's going to be a wrap of the episode. So (laughs) let's hear from Heather. It's like, I'm going to come out now because if y'all are going to be a jerk in six months, let's just get that out of the way now. Yep. And so there was this one church in particular that was like, hey, no problem. Um, come be part of the team. We will handle all of the hard conversations with parents about the children's ministry or with families about the worship team. Like we see that God is moving in your life. And honestly, like you just want to get to know him. Mm -hmm. So like we will remove all of the things that are unnecessary and that are just going to get in the way of that. Okay. Whoa, wait, that's amazing. A million questions. Okay. (laughs) You didn't say though, because there's churches right now who'd get that email and you probably did. And they'd be like, ah, freaking out and maybe being like, oh no, but is, is this, this trans guy, is he, you know, he didn't even repent yet and we're not going to let him in. Like, because had you said, I actually don't think this is great, these choices I made, or were you just like, I'm a trans guy, can I come? The second one. (gasps) And they were just, yeah. I like, I like when I hear about like people's horror stories with churches, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like my church was like, I am just so blessed because like they were just unashamed, like unafraid of welcoming me in. Like, and, um, and they even said, they they were like, most people in our church would say that if you're born a woman or born female, you, you are a woman and that's God's design for you. Mm -hmm. But like, we're telling you that. So, you know, yeah, not because they're trying to force that on you. We just don't want you to be surprised when you show up. Mm -hmm. So they were clear about both their perspective, but also their welcome. Yeah. And I never felt like, like every time I would see um, one of the elders, he would always give me the biggest hug and say, I love you. What do you need from us? And I was just like, am I allowed to respond to that? Like you actually love me. You want to hug me and you're asking me what I need. Like that just, I was ready to come in guns a blazing playing the victim because I'm, was like wounded by the church or wounded by Christianity. And they gave me no opportunity to do that. Boom. Yeah. Okay. If you guys didn't hear this episode, go back and listen to it. That's one of them that I said, I will pay you money (laughs) if I could to listen to this. But Heather born female, biologically female and completely socially transitioned to male, uh, started taking testosterone, went by a new name, Jamie and got top surgery. And at that point was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And really, uh, although she was a believer, she just was like, this isn't enough. Uh, So go listen to this story. But that moment she talked about, about her church that knew their theological beliefs when it came to gender, when it came to sexuality, but they also knew their belief about God's love. They were not afraid Mm -hmm. to love. Yeah, this is this is actually one when I work with parents, this is one of the episodes that I'm like, you need to go listen to mm-hmm. this one because yeah. a lot of times the parents are freaking out and have no idea. 
And I, it, it's a very hopeful story, but then it's also the sense of like, man, there was such protection and such love that was exhibited by the church. It wasn't just this, well, if I welcome you, will I be condoning X, Y, or Z? And it's like, no, just focus on being able to, to truly love your child. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a great teaching opportunity, great story. I love this story and just really thankful to know Heather. Yeah. For me, one of the things I love about the podcast is the stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were very practical this season and we got a lot of, you know, kind of like, this is what it looks like for the church, this, this, this. But, but I feel like there's nothing that compares with a person expressing the suffering that they've gone through and how God met them there and redemptive stories of how the church, you know, people did it right. And yeah, so I love that. Love it, love it, love it. All right, this next one, I'll give a little setup because I didn't for the last time, but uh, Johnny and Amanda McKenna, um, Johnny was a youth pastor, actually spoke at his church a couple of times, a few times we both did, and uh, then found out later that he, for a decade, had been addicted to pornography, addicted then to alcohol, and then cheated on his wife several times, lost his job, worked in with pigs like the prodigal son, but totally repented. But this uh, clip comes from when he is about to, he didn't think he was going to share with Amanda, and he was wrestling with, what do I do? Here it is. I realized like, okay, she's going to find out and she can't, she can't find out. So it's time to, time to take my life. And, um, I rearranged my schedule for the next day so I could like do this drive out and my, so that way I could kill myself like on the way out there. And, um, I said, I remember saying goodnight to my sons, but in my heart I was saying goodbye. (laughs) I remember kissing Amanda that night and telling her I loved her so many times and just, you know, this is my way of saying goodbye and realizing, like, you know, I'll be gone, but my legacy will be intact. People, I won't be this pastor that's just another, another, you know, Hall of Shame member. Yeah. I won't, I won't have to tell my boys that I failed them this way, that I've cheated on their mom. I won't have to, you know, just do... You know, I wanted to, like, tell my youth group kids and leaders at my church, like, I can at least provide for them financially. Like, I have life insurance. Like, they'll be in a better place. Like, this is the best case scenario. Mm. You know, that's that's the lies I'm telling myself. That's what Satan's whispering in my ear. Yeah. And so the next morning, I, I have to get up early to leave to go to Grand Rapids. And I get up and just, you know, thank God that his mercies are new every morning. And um, I couldn't do it. Mm. I just thought about how hard it would be for Amanda to be with two boys on her own to support them and raise them and just thinking I can't do that to her and then thinking about my boys and thinking of them growing up without their father mm-hmm. and at that point I had you know no idea like I would always be their dad but I didn't know if I would be Amanda's husband but I thought you know at least I can spend the rest of my life pursuing her again and trying to get her to, to take me back if she decided to walk away, which she had every right to. And uh, yeah, that's when I conf- and knew like I need to tell her not only about the alcohol, because that's what was the most obvious. At that point, I knew I had to tell her everything. Boom. Mm. All right. I just want to share a little of the redemption past that. So God just was 
she's been healing their minister, their marriage, and now they work with our ministry. <laughs> uh, Amanda is my administrative assistant, and she's amazing. And Johnny and his team, he now works at a marketing company and he and Ryan with Fire Marketing, you guys can go look them up, but they've been helping us with our book launch. Uh, but more important than that is they're so now passionate about marriage, which that was our marriage story is I was ready to leave and uh, I wasn't at the edge of suicide, but I was ready to blow up my whole life. And now I'm like the biggest marriage fan because I love the metaphor of it to show this gospel picture to the world. And so are they. So if you guys come to one of our marriage workshops, I they will be a part of it at some level. And they're just amazing. Yeah, I, I think I probably would have uh, selected as one of my favorites any one of the Broken and Beloved Pastor series. All three of those were just such a surprising gift you know yeah. mm -hmm. that that um yeah so i'm really glad we got to play a clip from one of those it was crazy when i was asking them last summer i was well with child and they were all like a little nervous uh mm -hmm. to share their stories but they were mm -hmm. definitely some of the most the most listened and they were just amazing did you want to say something? <laughs> well, i was gonna say like i i almost had like a because johnny is is a personal friend and I've known him for a long time. It was like, I mean, even here, just listening to the clip, I'm like tearing up because I know him mm. and, and it is just such a powerful story. And it's a, I'm just, I'm so glad to see him living in the open. Yeah. And I know that pain of, of the deceit and the, the having to, to, to hide and to mitigate every circumstance mm. of being found out. And it's, it's so much better on the other side. Mm. Someone listening needed to hear that. Yeah. It's so much better on the other side. This next episode, 96 healthy friendship and touch as a single person with Meg bots. Uh, she is just great and single and talked about healthy friendship and touch. But this clip from her is where she talked about just that pendulum swing that we can do where it's like this, addiction to people and then you can swing the other way and be like no i just want to be by myself here it is so okay so you you try and just alleviate there's just normal awkwardness in general that just comes with cultivating mm -hmm. friendships yeah We're just kind of it's just hard it's weird you're like getting your little bambi relationship legs you say you're an <laughs> open book and so you want you want people to ask you questions and really no question is dumb it's you'd rather people ask you that so let's say you're grooving into a more like closer friendship relationship is part of your attraction stuff. Like is some of that idolizing women, does that factor in? Um, I think so. I think I can desire to have the majority of my relational or emotional needs met from women rather than from God first and then women. Mm -hmm. um, so I think a lot of it is about just the priority and it's easy from there to go one extreme or the other where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have this really, really deep need for a relationship with women. Or I can be like, oh no, I don't want to idolize my friendships and I'm just going to like retreat out of fear and shame. Totally. Um, so I really try to keep like monitoring how I'm interacting where is my heart talking to God, talking to friends and just kind of keeping an eye on, on where I'm at, not 
like not retreating, um, but also being being aware of where I'm at and where my heart is at. What I appreciated about this clip is honestly, we could, I at least could have like 20 podcast episode conversations just about the challenge of friendships as, you know, someone who's attracted to the same sex, but just friendship in general. We, we hit that a few times and very practically this season. And I think we're going to keep circling back both as single people, as married people. Um, but I think it's just helpful to just name that elephant in the room. Like, this is weird. This is hard. And I struggle with idolatry toward this person. And then I want to isolate. And so I don't really have much to add into that other than I just appreciate naming these things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think it's important to to look and say, like, that's not that's not a unique thing in the sense that we all idolize something. Mm. Um, and it's it's not always another person, but but we all idolize something and, and are easily putting it in the place of God. And I think this episode really kind of laid some of that out there. Yeah. And I would say just on a broader level, um, the challenge that uh, you guys, I think, have been to the church, I'm going to say to the married church, okay, to not other and treat the single church as second class citizens, you know, and so that I think is something that um, Kelly and I have become more intentional about. Yeah. So anyway. We're, we're in that process. And yep. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, that is a challenge. And I'm grateful for my single friends who are family, you know, (laughs) but just that challenge for the church. Thanks, Steve. All right, Matt Krieg. Now we're down to, I don't know. I need like a fun name. Matt's pick and Steve's (laughs) pick. I don't know, like dealers pick, whatever. Okay. Matt, who did you pick from, uh, which episode did you pick that was, one of your faves. Yeah, one of my favorites. And this was one that, again, when I was going back through them, I was drawn a lot more toward the kind of just that connection with God. And and one of my favorites was episode 104 with Ken Boa, A, because it was incredibly surprising, and B, because one of the sentences that he stated in there has just stuck with me for a long time. You, you sent us your bio. You've got all these lists of pages of stuff that, that you've done and been involved in and, and everything. And from the outside and even you know before hearing you talk i'm sitting here like man this dude probably has just his time on lockdown where in order to accomplish all the things that were in your bio you must have been very time focused time driven always like having the next step plan yet how you're talking is is almost like i i am trying to live so much in the present that yes. I'm not, I'm not concerned about you know the goal that I have for tomorrow or the things that I've mm-hmm. done in the past. But it's this this moment of okay, here it's I'm allowing God to interrupt my plan because His plan is better, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it seems yes. so counterintuitive to being a productive quote unquote member of society. That is correct. <laughs> It, it is. But scripture is always countercultural and it's always counterintuitive. So my view is this, that intimacy energizes and animates activity. That's a huge risk that most don't pursue. But the fact is that as I um, pursue the realm of intimacy, then he will then energize my activities beyond what otherwise would have occurred. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 things in like a sentence. Yeah. So, Matt, what did that do in your heart? I mean, that, that has been that kind of little, little blurb intimacy energizes and animates our activity. Like that has been something that I've 
really kept with me and thought about at least weekly since we had that conversation with him. And, and so my word for this year was pursuit. And part of the, that just helped me to reframe the pursuit as like the, the primary pursuit I have is opening myself up to more of God's just intimate connection with me. And that's going to take care of the rest. Mm. Did you have a thought on that? I just generally would say, I wish that I was a better reader, a faster reader, because so many of our guests, that guy, especially, you know, have got books after the conversations. Like I want to devour more of this, get more of this into me. And you know, so far I've just like, I've done like one of the books, <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, the time off. I'm, if, if I, you know, it was better manager of my time, I would just like catch up on everybody's books. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we need to give like an apology. Anytime people start listening to our podcast, cause everyone's like, I ain't got the money to buy all right. your books. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Mm. Okay. Steve, do you want to go next with your sure. dealer's choice? Absolutely. Uh, Dealer's choice? Okay. I don't know. What's the, what am I looking for? What am I trying to Producer's say? Producer's choice. Producer's, sure. yeah. But I Producer's like, pick. I don't know what I'm trying to think of. I it. used to host a uh, a request show years ago called Listener's Choice. Okay. So Listener's and Choice. And it's like, um, I don't know, like when you go roller skating and it's like, Ladies' Choice. Yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> that's maybe what I'm thinking of. Ladies' Choice. But anyway, whatever. Uh, Sheridan, Sheridan Voicey oh, was yeah. the guest that we had. Um, it was episode, what was it? 109. 109. And the title was just simply when life doesn't go as planned. Oh, yeah. And I've experienced a lot of that and I have not done well with it in many cases. Uh, So he just, I don't know, he helped me out. But along the lines of um, Ken Boa, Matt, just that intimacy uh, animates activity. What this guy is saying is intimacy is often found in that place of disappointment and that place of pain or whatever. So anyway, here's what he said. What I've found over time is that whenever those senses of disappointment then grow again, they tend to be solved, even if the problem hasn't been solved, the emotional impacts of them tend to be, maybe the best word is recalibrated in the presence of God, drawing away, just reading scripture, uh, just being present, just praying, just enjoying your status as a child of God with the Father. Sometimes you don't have to say a word. It's just simply being in God's presence. There's something about being in the presence of God that just it shifts and puts these little things into place and reorganizes things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that all your problems go away, but it does mean, and I truly can say this from conviction, it does mean you have an inner strength to be able to deal with them and an inner resilience that comes from the Holy Spirit that helps you to just recalibrate what is most important here. What's most important is that I'm walking with God and doing what he calls me to. Uh, And that may include marriage. It may not. It may include children like us. It may not. Uh, But it may be something completely different as well. That's the that's the key. I I hope that makes sense for the listener, because uh, it sounds the last thing I want to do is give a cliche of, oh, just pray more about it. (laughs) No, I'm talking I'm talking about um, a, a father child relationship that recalibrates all of the big questions of life around that one relationship. Mm. Yeah. So, and I should also, I should have set it up uh, just his story. Uh, He and his wife have not been able to have children and it's been a 
a, a big journey. And that the first half of the podcast was really him unpacking that story. But then getting into the practical nuts and bolts here, like every one of us can take something away from that because we've all experienced some kind of heartbreak, disappointment, you know, whatever. And I don't know, that, that just really helped me to kind of look at it differently. And that's what intimacy with God does. It reframes that stuff. Mm. And it's so critical now. Like I just feel like all of us have collectively endured like global disappointment, but yeah. then there's all these other ones too. But yeah. Well, and if everything could be said in his voice, it would be much nicer. Oh, yeah. So like so true. Would you be better? <laughs> so soothing. I had two favorites, and one is a recent clip. We had Sam and Tony Collier just talking about the gospel's goodness. Like, this isn't a political issue to talk about racial equity. It's not political. It's gospel. And so here's why. From Sam Collier. The priest in the time represents, you know, the pastor, right? It's the pastor. It's the greatest of them all, right? He's the example, and he passes. And then you have the Levite, the worship leader, right? I mean, he... And, and he passes and then says the Samaritan comes and he picks him up, bandage hotel, credit card, swipe, boom, boom, put it on my bill, whatever he needs. Jesus is illustrating for us the idea of breaking down the walls. Well, you know, Jews and Samaritans didn't play together. It's actually a picture of racism. It's the thing that we actually have to get over to actually make this happen when the world tells us to be apart. The gospel compels us to be one. And so I don't think we get the luxury as believers mm. to forfeit the fight of racism or anything that is keeping us apart. It is, it is a gospel mandate. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just so love him and Tony, and they are still fire on the socials and everywhere that they go and just speaking into this gospel reality of unity. Um, which I do want to take a hot second and just say to people, you know, there's a lot of one for one. We did an episode with my friend Stephanie, uh, just uh, is LGBT and racial equity, are those interchangeable? And so I just want to say for if you guys are like, yeah, it's exactly the same. We can relate, but there's n- it's not the same. And how do you know what's different? Look to eternity. We are supposed to be praying your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our job as reconcilers with God of the world is to make this busted world look like the new heavens and new earth. We're supposed to usher the kingdom of God in. And so some of that is a huge piece of that is this racial equity that in heaven, Sam and Tony are still going to be black. Stephanie's still going to be black. My neighbor is still going to be black. Like, so we need this unity with the spirit of people from every tribe and tongue and color of skin. So that is eternity. My sexual brokenness is not going to be present in eternity. Nor so, is mine. Nor is Same. Yeah. Right. Thank you. This is why we do this in community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that none of our, there's not going to be marriage in heaven except the marriage between Christ and the church. There's not going to be sex in heaven. There's just going to be this union between Christ and the church. And so you could say, okay, well, then why is there heterosexual marriage, Lori? Why is there heterosexual marriage pre new heavens and new earth? If we're doing it right, When you guys look at Matt and I, you should see eternity. 
We get to serve as a metaphor. I'm going to say this till I'm dead. (laughs) We get to show the world a metaphor of God's marriage to us. So this is why it's so critical that you guys don't just see this fleshly, which not that our flesh isn't important. I'm not a Gnostic, but that you see through us to God who wants to marry, God who wants to and will marry you. So he put these pictures in this pre-new heavens and new earth. But in our marriages, we're supposed to show the world in our different male-female marriages. We're supposed to show the world how God, who's so different from us, wants to marry us. So I just want to say that there's similarities in this unity, in this love, in this acceptance as people where they are at and not being like, oh, you just need to be straight. Matt just said, Steve just said they have broken sexuality. But we need to have this unity and this love for each other. But there's this sanctification process that we need to be on as well when it comes to sexuality. Okay, second one that I appreciated from this season was John Eldridge, which I know he's a controversial character for some. um, But I'll tell you guys, if you listen to his podcast and you listen to some of the things he's recently done, I appreciate his heart and voice for waking up humans' hearts to the spirit in a very tender way way. And this piece that he said is that prayer that I've been praying on the regular. And here's where it came from. You talk about this phrase, you say this phrase, I give everyone and everything to you. So we just kind of went to this soul deep suffering tapping on now I'm going back up a little bit to the surface to when, you know, I picture myself driving home back to our three kids. I have a job. We're writing a book. Our life, it's insane. It literally like aside from technology, it's insane. But I've started this practice for even the eight minute drive on the way home where I'm just saying, I give everyone and everything to you. What do you call that practice, John? What What is that? So the phrase is benevolent detachment. Uh, benevolent because I'm not angry. I'm not cynical. I'm not doing it because I'm checked out. <clears throat> it's something done in kindness. It's something done in love. Detachment because your soul was never made to carry all this. We just know way too much. We're we're exposed to way too much. The pace of life is absolutely insane. The human soul is not designed for these conditions. And even in the busy moments in Jesus' life, you look in the Gospels, he he's constantly disappearing. Yeah. Like like right there in front of need. It's the opening chapter in Mark, and the whole town shows up at the door, and Jesus is gone. And the disciples find him and they're like, hey, everyone's looking for you, which I can so relate to. It's like, yeah, that's what it feels like. Everybody wants something. And Jesus says, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's leave. Mm. His love is not captive to the drama. I just appreciate John just saying we don't have to go in the cultural insanity with the tidal wave of, you know, being online all the time, et cetera, but we can do this benevolent detachment. And I know I've referred to it many times, but the pause app, and some of you guys have reached out and said just how much that means to you, but Eldridge's team, uh, they came out with this app. It's free pause app, just research it. And it just, it takes you through just a meditative prayer, which is so critical in this time to just be peaceful with God and just surrender everything. 
uh, which isn't, it's not giving up. It's not saying I'm detached in the sense that I'm not going to engage the world. It's not like, oh, whatever, that's your issue. It's got to give it to you. I surrender it to you. You are in control. Will you put back in my hand what you want me, how you want me to partner with you? And I've heard you do that prayer so many times, <laughs> you know, and it's, it is, I give everyone and everything to you. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of everyone and everything, you, our dear audience, we give you to Jesus too. Not actually, this sounds a little snarky. No, we are just really thankful for you. And hey, if you appreciate what we're doing here, um, there's a few things that you can do. One of them, go to iTunes, write a review. And the old five stars, we appreciate that. But it just means a lot and it helps others to find us. And it's just such an encouragement. I usually screenshot if you guys write something and send it to Steve and yep. Matt and maybe some others <laughs> on our team. So that would mean a lot. Uh, also, answer that podcast survey. Again, it will take you about six minutes to just fill out some of the answers just to help us to improve the next season. And a third thing would be you guys can tell someone about us. Uh, I know it's a little risky in this world, but maybe there's an episode that you're like, man, that really meant a lot. And just to share it with someone else. And I don't know, they might be wrestling through some of these questions and are just wondering, all right, how can I, how can I engage these conversations with tenderness and love and um, turn into gold with this <laughs> fire that's just ripping through the church right now? Anything else you guys want to add, Steve, Matt? Just, I was talking recently with my sister, who is a huge fan <laughs> of the podcast. And Aww. when I told her that we were recording the season three finale, she yeah. was like, I don't want it to go away. I said, it won't be long. We'll be yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll go fast. We'll be back. Yep. And uh, so anyway, so that's, that's what I say. We will be back. It, we will. It, it won't be that long. Maybe no. you could pick up one or two of the books from this season yeah. and just spend the next month reading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or send us some new book recommendations. Anything from you, Matt, any mm -hmm. last words for the finale? I feel like I've missed the last half of the season, but yeah. it's good to be back. And I hope we can continue like long-term. Oh yeah. Just like this, mm -hmm. but Just in a different like building. <laughs> in a That's different right. building. Yeah. So guys, next time, uh, you, as if you watch the video, if you hear from us, the mic's going to be the same. Uh, I think so. Yes. Okay. The mics will it'll sound the same, but it's going to look a little different and be in a fancy building. We're so thankful to your uh, recording uh, studio, the radio station for building us our own podcast <laughs> studio. It's really generous. We appreciate Oops, that. Yeah. Super, super nice. Uh, so guys, we're deeply in debt, deeply in debt. So if you could share this <laughs> podcast, that'd be really great. <laughs> no, we're kidding. Uh, but guys, just thanks for being a part of the podcast family. If you want to continue the conversation, there's some things that are happening, including podcast conversations. Um, um, on the Whole My Heart podcast Facebook page. There's actually going to be a new reflection group that's starting. So I'm excited about that. So join it, answer those questions. And we are so excited to see you there. Guys, for all of us here at the Whole My Heart podcast, we will see you in about a month. <laughs> Bye. But I will pause because you're going to cut out this weird part where I'm like, eh, eh, if you guys want to stairs, Steve, you'll cut that out. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. You have okay. to do that voice. Also. <laughs> yes, please. And it's then don't so actually cut it out. Okay. <laughs> That's the blooper clip at the end. Yeah. What?
What do you mean, what? <laughs> this is all good, by the way. Awesome. This is I'm, all fodder. Yep. <laughs> we have not had like a blooper in a long time. We don't even know anything about blooper. It's because I haven't been here. That's true. That is 100% true. That is kind of true. You poop. <laughs> Take a sticker. That's what the girls would say. Yeah, you do deserve a sticker. <laughs> if you say loss. poop or butt. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Who All right, butt? guys. Who's excited? Yeah, I am. I, are you excited to see Matt? Yes. Matt, are you excited to see your father slash check, brother check. slash twin? <laughs> I am excited to see Steve. <laughs> and Matt's getting a truck. Yeah. And wait, truck wait, brothers. I'm getting a truck, oh or the family is getting a truck. Big red I, truck. Can we, are you gonna? Can we nickname it Big Red? Yes, it is Big Red. <laughs> Big Red. Except I. Here's the deal. God is just like. So making me real humble because a i judge truck people i just do i'm like mm-hmm. you and your truck attitude just trucking along so now we're truck people and big red i judge people who name their cars <laughs> now i have a car name yeah why am i not filming this it should be all part of it are we are we casting now is the, i mean like are I'll we do it now. recording just i have it okay should we do three yes. two one and i'll do clap yes okay clap back I just did a photo. (laughs) (laughs) The photo is actually pretty great. You should show them that. No, I'm embarrassed. No, show them the photo. Shame. Show them the photo. It's actually pretty great. It is not. You look like you're about to go on a rocket ship to the moon. (laughs) That's not not bad. You have a patriotic face. I know. That's why it's great. I look like I'm struggling. (laughs) I'm having a struggle day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I like it. 